Hello, this is P. Andrew Sandlin, founder and president of the Center for Cultural Leadership. A dear longtime friend recently lost her godly mother. This mother died in physical, spiritual, emotional, and psychological agony. The first question we Christians ask at such a time is, where was God in all this? That's a fair and legitimate question. And godly people in the Bible, like Job, asked it. But there's an equally legitimate question we often do not ask, though we should. Where was Satan in all of this? The reason we don't usually ask this question is because we lack an understanding of how God governs the world. We know that God is sovereign. We know that he's accomplishing his plan and his will. The Bible's very clear about this. Satan cannot overturn God's plan. But we often don't understand how God accomplishes his plan and his will. If we believe that God causes everything that happens right down to the last detail, we won't be able to explain why such evil and pain and destruction exist in our world. After all, God's a good God, and the Bible says he doesn't delight in evil and depravity and pain and sin and torment and death. God's not the author of evil. So the Bible teaches a different understanding of God's government. It's simple and it's profound. God has chosen to defeat evil, not to eliminate it. God could eliminate all evil and pain and sickness and agony in the world. But to do that, he'd have to destroy the world itself. The world includes humans who are created in his image. Being made in the image of God includes the capacity to choose. And the capacity to choose means the capacity to choose evil, like Adam and Eve did in Eden. This is true not just of man, but also of angels, including fallen angels like Satan. Lucifer was probably the highest-ranking angel in heaven, but he desired to dethrone God. And God cast him out of heaven, and many lesser angels followed him. We call them devils or demons. And Lucifer is now Satan. Their goal since then has been to wreak havoc on God's rule. At creation they were watching, and they saw a golden opportunity to strike back at God. That's what they did in the Garden of Eden, and that's what they've been doing on earth ever since. God could have started all over after Eden with a new kind of being, but he didn't. God chose that on Christmas morning his son would enter the world and that Jesus would grow up and die on the cross for our sin and rise again to defeat sin. The cross was necessary precisely because God didn't decide to eliminate sin but to defeat it on the plane of human history. God is a mighty warrior and he enters human history and takes on Satan in the great battle and God through his son will win. But there are casualties in this battle. Satan incites inclement weather. He possesses and torments even children. He unleashes great illnesses. When Jesus came, he calmed storms. He performed exorcisms. He healed illnesses. He plainly stated that these are satanic works he came to destroy. He didn't eliminate sin, but he did defeat it. So this Christmas and throughout the year, when we observe or experience great privation, great pain, great sadness, we may well ask, where was God in all this? But then let's also ask, where was Satan in all this? I'll tell you frankly, God and Satan are doing battle on the plane of history. God, through his son, Jesus Christ, will win that battle. But there are still casualties, as there were in the Bible. 
But even in the greatest pain and suffering, we can take comfort in knowing this. Satan is so violent because he knows he has only a short time left. John teaches that plainly in Revelation chapter 12, verse 12. We today live in a cosmic war zone, and God's Son is getting the victory, right in the midst of all of this evil and pain and suffering. And one day he'll finally deliver the coup de grace, the final fatal blow to all of this sin and suffering. This Christmas, let's rejoice, not just that Jesus came into the world of Bethlehem, but that he came into the world to defeat Satan and eventually to rid the world of all this tragedy that surrounds us. Until then, my friends, stay strong in the battle. We are the victors. This is P. Andrew Sandlin for the Center for Cultural Leadership, christianculture.com.